98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Carrie Lam says the new vaccine bubble rules will kick in for restaurants and schools late next month. The hospitality industry welcomes the decision to delay the change until after the vital Lunar New Year holiday period. And an activist is jailed for inciting people to join an unauthorized assembly on June the 4th last year. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has announced a start date of the 24th of next month for an expand, expanded vaccine bubble system under which people will have will need to have received at least one jab to enter places, including restaurants. Officials had earlier indicated that the bubble would be extended before the Lunar New Year at the start of next month. Mrs. Lam said the scheme will cover libraries and museums as well as staff at schools, but there's no plan to extend it to all workplaces and shopping malls. Mrs. Lamb admitted that the recent Omicron cluster linked to an imported case had affected the planned resumption of quarantine-free travel with the mainland. Inevitably, with a local infection of Omicron, although uh, the several cases now confirmed could all be traced back to an imported case, according to the variant uh, analysis. But that would certainly have an impact on the ongoing uh, discussions with the mainland authorities on uh, resuming some normal travel. The chairman of the Federation of Restaurants welcomed the postponement of the vaccine bubble. Simon Wong said Mrs. Lam's announcement followed talks between representatives of the sector and officials several days ago. He said the industry would have been hit hard had the rules been introduced before the crucial Lunar New Year holiday period. Overall, we estimate that there will be a drop of business of at least 20%. When we see that the cancellation of uh, the bookings uh, in the past few days has amounted to about 10 to 15%, but then the decision of the government now uh, is very good for our business. Uh, at least we can sustain the business from now on until February 24th. Speaking earlier, the operator of a community vaccination center said he's seen a surge in people coming in for jabs in the past few days. Dr. Samuel Kwok runs the Kun Chung Community Vaccination Center, which offers Sinovac jabs. He says the government's plan to make vaccines mandatory at more venues appears to be boosting vaccine uptake, even among elderly people. Dr. Kwok says despite studies showing the lower efficacy of Sinovac compared to the BioNTech jab, some people felt Sinovac had fewer adverse side effects and could still offer protection. Sinovac, which is an inactivated vaccine, they elicit in the body not just the antibody protection level, it also elicits the T-cell immunity, which is not measured in those studies. So I still think that Sinovac is effective, even though it's not having higher antibody level in protection against this coronavirus infection. Meanwhile, the chief executive responded to the closure of two news websites in the past two weeks. Mrs. Lam disputed allegations that press freedom had been undermined and said Hong Kong is governed by the rule of law, adding that media organizations had to make up their mind if if they're concerned that their activities will not be in compliance with the law. There have been a, a lot of criticisms, especially from the Western media, about the closure of these two online media organizations. I could not, on behalf of these two organizations and their responsible people, uh, to explain what do they mean by a chilling uh, effect. But I certainly would uh, strongly refute any allegation that this is related to the implementation of the national security law. 
Activist Chao Hang Tung has been sentenced to a year and three months in prison after she was found guilty of inciting others to join a banned vigil at Victoria Park on June the 4th last year. Vicky Wong reports. Chow, who is a former vice chairman of the now-defunct Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, had pleaded not guilty to the charge. However, West Kowloon Court found her guilty of inciting people to take part in an unauthorised assembly. The charge relates to a newspaper article and two social media posts in which she called on people to stand one's ground. Chow, a barrister, represented herself. She told the court that she only wanted to appeal for people to light candles anywhere, even though the rally was banned. But delivering her verdict, West Kowloon Magistrate Amy Chan said she found the contents of the articles amounted to encouraging, persuading and making suggestions to and putting pressure on the public. An expert who helps the government identify COVID transmission chains says officials should consider reducing the length of time people arriving in Hong Kong have to spend in quarantine. Gilman Siu, a health technology scholar at the Polytechnic University, warned that the 21-day isolation period could actually increase the risk of infection. He said that cases of the Omicron variant can normally be detected within seven days. He spoke on an RTHK program. I agree that we should cut the quarantine period from 21 to 14 days. Quarantine hotels are not hospitals. There is a chance that transmissions can occur in the hotels. People would get infected when they are almost done with their quarantine and would develop symptoms only when they enter the community. These situations are not ideal. Dr. Sue also urged the authorities to test people daily during their first week of quarantine. A first-time legislator says she wants to create a new culture in LegCo of constructively monitoring the government. Wendy Hong, head of research at New World Development, is one of 40 lawmakers chosen by the election committee. She said she wanted to focus on resolving Hong Kong's economic problems and fostering greater links with the mainland. You know, during the 20, uh, past 20 years, we have witnessed a drop in Hong Kong's competitiveness, uh, industry hollowing out, um, widening wealth gap, and uh, excessively uniform economic structure. So it is difficult for youngsters to achieve upward mobility. Um, we couldn't focus on development for a long time because our society and the chamber were highly divided and the Legislative Council was not able to function smoothly. The Foreign Ministry's top arms control official has hailed as historic a rare joint statement issued by the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council pledging to prevent the spread of nuclear weapons. It's the first joint message by China, the U.S., Russia, Britain and France in more than 20 years. Fu Kong, director general of the ministry's Department of Arms Control and Disarmament, said the statement would help maintain stability. This is actually gives us the understanding of the uh, of the true nature of nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons are the ultimate deterrence. It's not for war fighting. And the recognition by the five nuclear weapon states of this basic fact will go a long way towards maintaining global strategic stability and reducing the danger of a nuclear war. Overseas, a jury in the United States has found Elizabeth Holmes, who set up the health technology company Theranos, 
guilty of conspiring to defraud investors. Holmes claimed that she had developed a machine that could diagnose medical conditions with a few drops of blood from a finger prick. But her company collapsed after an investigation by the Wall Street Journal found that the devices were not as effective as she claimed. Michelle Hagan, a legal analyst and former prosecutor, said the verdict sent a clear message. It's a wake-up call to Silicon Valley or to anybody out there, any business owner out there who makes statements that are misrepresentations or false or fraudulent. Um, they need to be very careful about what they say to people, make sure that they, it's truthful and they can back it up, and that their website, the statements they make on websites and their agreements are truthful. It's because wire fraud is no joke, and you're looking at up to 20 years in prison on each count. The World Health Organization has warned that Omicron will not be the last COVID variant, and it's vital that vaccines are distributed more fairly around the world. A senior epidemiologist with the WHO, Maria Van Kerkhove, says she was enraged at the global failure to deliver vaccines at scale outside high-income countries. If you have larger numbers, 10 times the case numbers, even if there's half the severity, for example, for argument's sake, that's still going to translate to a lot of people needing hospitalizations. And our healthcare systems around the world are significantly overwhelmed. That combination of factors will lead to more people dying. She said it was still possible to meet the WHO target of 70% vaccination in every country by July this year, but manufacturers had to let poorer countries buy doses rather than just sell booster jabs to wealthier nations. New York's Attorney General has subpoenaed the former U.S. President Donald Trump, his son Don Jr., and daughter Ivanka in her investigation into the family's business dealings. A court document shows that State Attorney General Letitia James issued the subpoenas as part of an investigation into whether the Trump Organization misled banks or tax officials about the value of assets. Michael Sisak is an Associated Press reporter who is following the case. We knew that the attorney general's office was interested in former President Trump's testimony. It was reported in December that uh, they had invited, had asked former President Trump to sit for a deposition. Um, but at the time, we did not know for sure that there was a subpoena. And court documents that were made public on Monday uh, confirmed that, that subpoenas were issued to former President Trump and then, of course, uh, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. The police in India have detained a suspect in connection with an app that published pictures of more than 100 Muslim women saying they were for sale. The police said that a 21-year-old student was taken into custody in Bengaluru and is being transferred to Mumbai. It comes after several women's rights groups and politicians in India called on the authorities to take urgent action. Hasiba Abin, who works on social media for the opposition Congress party, was one of those targeted by the app. This is objectification to the most uh, dehumanizing level possible. Uh, it's humiliating, of course, but the dehumanization part of it is the worst. You feel like an object which is placed in the center of a uh, number of uh, men who are running around you and passing lewd comments, and you feel helpless, and you feel like you can't do anything about it. The web platform GitHub that hosted the app has taken it down. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,219. That's 59 points down on the previous close. Turnover it was $65 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar will buy you 115.72 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 49 cents. In sport, we start with football and an upset in the English Premier League. 
will come out to Matinho on the edge of the penalty area and João Matinho has beaten David De Gea and found the bottom corner and are Wolves heading for their first league win at Old Trafford since 1980. João Matinho struck the only goal of the, of the game eight minutes from time to give Wolves a big win over Manchester United. The Portuguese mid, midfielder doesn't score too many goals but finds scoring at Old Trafford to be something special. Yeah, it's the second one. It's true. Um, it's a special place because it's a great stadium against a, a great team. And uh, I help the team uh, to, to win. That's the most important. That's what I, I try to do every game. Uh, help the team uh, to win. And today I score and, and I'm, I'm grateful for, for what we do because we do a great performance here. Wolves move up to eighth in the table, one place and three points behind Manchester United, who remain four points outside the top four. Following his first loss, as United's interim boss, Ralph Ranić admitted his side weren't good enough. We didn't play well at all, uh, neither individually nor collectively. Um, in the first half, we had big problems to keep them away from our box uh, and from our goal. They are playing with uh, almost four, five midfielders, central midfielders, uh, and we had problems to control that uh, part of the pitch. Uh, and whenever they tried to release via their wing backs, we were also struggling. And that's why we decided to change our formation. And uh, we had more control in the second half. Uh, they didn't have that many chances in the second half as they had in the first half. But uh, we missed uh, our chances to score. Um, and in the end, again, we have to admit they deserve to win. In Spain, Sevilla have closed to five points and still with the game in hand behind the leaders Real Madrid. Lucas Campos scored in the 58th minute in Sevilla's 1-0 win over Cadiz. Paris Saint-Germain are safely through to the last 16 of the French Cup. Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick in the 4-0 win at lower league Vans. Lionel Messi didn't play in the match. He's one of the four PSG players who are isolating after testing positive for COVID-19. Messi has remained in Argentina, where he spent the winter break. French football journalist Sarah Menai said there's no confirmed date for his return. He's in his uh, hometown of uh, Rosario. He will get back to France as soon as he gets a negative test and he will be able to get on a plane. Then he will have to take another test when he arrives in Paris. He will have to quarantine until he gets the results. So he will probably not be ready to face a Lyon on Sunday. Taking a look at the weather, it will be mainly fine. Cloudy at night, moderate fresh easterly winds. I'll look cloudier with one or two rain patches tomorrow, mainly cloudy with sunny intervals in the next couple of days. The temperature right now is 21 degrees Celsius, uh, relative humidity 60%. And to end the news, our top stories once again. Carrie Lamb says the new vaccine bubble rules will kick in for restaurants and schools late next month. The hospitality industry welcomes the decision to delay the change until after the vital Lunar New Year holiday period. And an activist is jailed for inciting people to join in with an unauthorized assembly on June the 4th last year. And that's the news from RTHK. He says I'm pretty upside down, pretty right side up too.
says I'm kind of to a friend when I'm driving from the back seat believe me where you want he says I'm a little too hard to handle a little too tough to get to the beautiful watch you break through Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. I'm sitting in for Noreen today again, and it's Tuesday, which means there's a foodie flavor to the show. Just after 1.30, I've got another couple of sound bites for you. Soundbite is a chance for you to share some of those interesting memories that people have attached to a particular type of food. Today, my guests are Nan Zhujun from China and Ramakant, otherwise known as RK from India. And after 2 p.m., Andrew Dembina joins me on the line to dish out this week's selection of tasty morsels from the local and global food and drink scene. That's all coming up, so make sure you stay tuned. (laughs) 